we're going to continue our series of follow. It is, you know, as we've been studying, it's, it's really incredible because Jesus invited people not to a church, not to a meeting, but, but every time he called somebody, he invited them to follow. And we've been studying, and last week, you know, Raphael started with this, and, and we made some discoveries. The first one is that to be able to follow, one of the prerequisites is that you have to be a sinner. So I think we all qualify here. Actually, if you're a sinner, can you raise your hand? There you go, we got everyone. Because everyone that he invited, everyone was a sinner. And actually, he picked the worst of sinners. Not just the best ones. He, he was like, you're the, the word the worst? Okay, we want you. So there's hope for some of us. And it's interesting to see him, you know, to really call these people to follow him. So this morning, maybe you, you feel like, well, you know, I'm a sinner. Maybe that's the reason why you, you, know, you don't come to church. Because, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not good for church. God loves sinners. That's what he came for, and that's what he invites to follow. And that's the invitation that you and I receive. Now, the next thing that we study is that being an unbeliever doesn't disqualify you from being to follow, be able to follow Jesus. So if you don't believe in God, does that not disqualify you from following Jesus? Because back then, everyone didn't know who Jesus was. They, they didn't, didn't know that he was the Son of God. So, and, you know, so if we think about it, they were non-believers. They really didn't believe in Him. But regardless of that, Jesus still called them to follow. So this morning, maybe you're, you're thinking, you know what, maybe I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in all these things. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're here and you're like, well, somebody grabbed me here, and like, I'm here because we're going to go to lunch afterwards. You know, Jesus still invites you to follow. And the invitation is, just come and see. Just come close to me. J- just follow me. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to believe in anything. Actually, like I was saying, many people did not believe in Him. But they started following. And what happened is the people started changing. Now, the other thing that we learn is that His invitation was not an invitation to a religion. Right? And, and, and back then, people, you know, if they were invited to church, and actually, to this day, if somebody invites you to church religion, they ask you to change, and then join them. First, you need to change. Change, and you can join us. Because, first, you know, you, you have to be good so that you can be part of our special group. And sometimes we can do that too, Right? We expect people, well, if you're going to be here, you better behave, because you're in church. Right? But his invitation was not for, you know, like the regular religion. Actually, people had trouble with this. Because he would invite people. His call was, join us, and you will change. Just follow me, and you will change. So, we have an incredible opportunity here. If you're visiting, this is, this is an opportunity for you. 
Because you don't really have to change anything. You don't have to give money. You don't, you don't have to eat or cookies. You don't have to do anything. You, don't, you just have to show up. You just need to come. You just need to, you know, start following. And what happens with people that follow Jesus is the people started changing. And I know that maybe you're here and you're surrounded by people that did not change overnight. Right? It was not like you decided, okay, today, today I'm going to change. Today is a new day, so today I'm going to be, you know, because I'm going to have all this discipline, I'm going to change. I'm going to be different today. That's not the case. If you talk to people, what you're going to hear, and when they tell you the story of change, it's going to be that slowly but surely they started changing. But little by little, because of their relationship with God, they started changing. Because they were you know, following Jesus so close that they started changing. Uh, so today, I'm very excited about you know, the, the, what we're going to study. Because it's another story when Jesus calls people to follow him. And I think you and I have read this story several times, many times. But before we get there, the, the question that we are asking is, am I following Jesus? And that question really bugs me. Because you really have to think, am I really following Jesus? And I want you to ask, your, you know, ask yourself that. Are you really following Jesus? It's not like, how many times do I go to church? It doesn't matter how much money do I give. It doesn't matter how many scriptures you read or how many scriptures you memorize. What matters is, are you really following Jesus? Are you staying close to Him? Are you, are you really close to Him? Are you following Jesus? It doesn't matter if you're ahead of somebody or behind anybody, but are you really following Jesus? So the story today, um, we actually get it from, from two different people. And uh, so we're going to read two different stories. If you know anything about the New Testament, we have four accounts about, about the life of Jesus, which is Mark, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Español. Mateo, Marcos, Lucas, y Juan. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they both, and they, you know, all of them, they, they share from different perspectives. So what we get is, is different angles of the life of Jesus. It, it is almost the same story, but it's four different people seeing it. Like, you know, if somebody's here, somebody's there. So Matthew was actually an eyewitness. He was there, he saw, so he wrote down everything he saw. Now, Mark... Mark was actually somebody that interviewed Peter. So he was like, Peter, tell me everything. I want to know everything you went through. And he, and he writes the account of Peter. Luke, Luke was an eyewitness. No, Luke was, was an investigator. He actually investigated. He, he interviewed a lot of people. He went over. He's like, okay, I want to hear what you said. I want to hear what you said. I want to hear what you said. And he, and he wrote down all those accounts. And then John was also an eyewitness. So these people had all different perspectives. Now what we're going we're gonna to read today, it's actually a story that Matthew says, and that Luke says. And, and the story of Matthew, I know you've read this before, and you've heard this before, and, we, we, and sometimes it can be a little confusing. So, you guys are ready? Yeah. Ready for it? Okay, let me get to my notes here. Now, Matthew... 
was somebody, he was a Jew. So he was telling a story for Jewish people. So he, you know, in his mind, you know, primarily, he was telling the story to these people that really had a big faith, so he didn't really have to explain much. He just had to do like a little compressed story, you know, a short story. Okay, you guys, I'm just going to tell you, you know, a little bit about it, and you already know where it is. So just keep in mind this. Matthew is telling a story to Jews. He's, already, he's saying, okay, you guys know what's going on, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. And, and then Luke, it's actually somebody like you and me. It's somebody that, you know, they need a little more explanation. And he, you know, the we don't really are going to, you know, just, okay, what are you talking about? He said, the end, I need a little bit more. Okay, so we're going to look into Matthew. Matthew 4, verse 18. Scriptures are there. Here we go. Now this is the, this is the the account of Matthew. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake. Why? Because they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once, they left their nets and followed him. What? I mean, you're working, and then somebody comes, this guy comes, and he says, Hey, you, come here, let's go. And they're like, okay, I'm gone. At once, they left their nets and, really? Do you knew this guy? What's going on? And then it gets worse. If you get really going on from there, he saw two, he saw two other brothers. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, they were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Now, this is worse. I mean, this guy, okay, uh, Dad, sorry, we're going to have to leave you. This is this guy on sandals over there. We're going to have to follow him. So, good luck with the business. Say bye to my mom. Bye. It doesn't make sense, right? It's like, why would you leave? Why would you go with somebody that you don't know? Why would you go with somebody that just called you to follow you? And I know that this is something that we read, you know, in, in our church. We, we, you know, we, sometimes we explain a little more, but sometimes it can be confusing. Because, it, because it's like, you either follow Jesus or you don't. You either are willing to leave everything right on the spot, or you, you know, might as well just don't follow him. And I can think about some teens who are like, man, can I finish high school? You know, or, I mean, how, how hard is that? That's kind of like, really? Really, really, you know, not many details. But that's, the good news is that's, that's not the whole story. There's a little bit more. And actually, Luke helps us see that. He, he says, okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. It's the same story, same thing, but this guy is talking to people like you and me. He's talking to people that need a little more explanation before we leave our puppies and mummies. Before we, we leave our mom, you know, moms and dads, we need a little more explanation there. I'm not going to follow you just to, you know, if you tell me to follow you. I need a little bit more explanation. So, so Luke gives a little explanation that, Willie. Going from there, he saw other two brothers. James, that's the next one. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him, 
and listening to the Word of God. Okay, look, so Jesus was already there. Ah, okay, and he was teaching people. Okay, okay, that makes a little more sense. And, as they, you know, and this lake of Gethsemane is the same. If you look in your Bible, this little letter there, this is the same, the Sea of Galilee. There's different names for this. This actually, it's actually a sea. It's this huge body of water. It's not, you know, some people will call it a lake, but, but it's a sea. It's the Sea of Galilee. The people were crowding around him and listening to the Word of God. So what's going on is that Jesus is teaching people. And this is very important. People are just listening. The first thing anybody needs to get faith is to listen to the Word of God. The first thing you need is just listen. Just, you know, if you just listen and you pay attention and you're taking notes and you just show up, you might learn something. So Jesus is, is teaching people and, and, you know, and they're crowding him and, and he's getting close to the, to the sea and so his feet are getting wet. He's like... Man, what do I do? This, all these people are... So, well, he does. Next picture. So he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen. He's like, okay, I'm going to go there. Who were washing their nets. Now, I'm going to leave you, give you a little explanation here. I had a hard time finding this thing. Actually, you know, Daniel was with me. We were in diff- different places and, you know, we didn't find it. Somebody landed to me. But this, is, this is a naturally, you know, fisher's net. And uh, if you can see, I mean, I, I was thinking of throwing it over there, but it has some really hard things here, so you don't want to kill anybody. That would not be nice. But if you actually look at it, this is not like the ones you see, you know, on, on restaurants or, you know, this big. It's actually, you know, really, really small netting. So when they, when they will go fishing at night, you know, the first thing they have to do in the morning is come back and, and clean their nets. So these guys are washing their nets. You know, they're taking away all the little pieces of glass and, and a little seaweed and they're working on it. And they, you know, they just, you know, every little thing, they would just go at it and take it on and then they would, put, they would put it in post and they would put it, and they would put them to dry. That's, you know, that's what they were doing. So Jesus saw them and was like, hey, can I go in your boat? So he got into one of the boats. He actually didn't ask permission. He just got into one of the boats. The one belonging to Simon. And he asked him to put out a little from shore. So he saw, you know, he sees this boat and he's like, okay, can I go into the boat? We well, actually just went into the boat. Hey, Peter, can you just, you know, go a little bit inside so that I can, you know, not, not be too close and start teaching people. So he, he's now in the water. And he's teaching people. He's, he's you know, he's, the Bible doesn't say what he was teaching about, but he's teaching. And, and you know, and, and Peter, you know, Peter is there and they're cleaning their nets and they're listening. And they're hearing. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Next scripture. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out a little bit into deep water and let down the net for a catch. Now I'm going to, this, this will make a little more sense. Because these guys were fishing all night. Because that's when you, are there any fishermen here? You guys are fish? You like to fish? If you have ever, you know, you know that to be able to get a good catch, you have to go at night. That's when, you know, the water is actually colder, so the fish come up, so it's easier to, you know, easier to get them. And the best catch is you get them at night. So these guys have been working all night, all night working. And then Jesus comes and says, hey, 
let's go back again. They're like, Jesus, I mean, just, we just clean our nets. Don't, don't you, do you, do you see that? Do you, do you know? So, what they do is they, they actually, you know, if we, if we read it, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master. And here we see Peter just being very diplomatic. He's saying, okay, Jesus, uh, I know you're a master, I know you're a rabbi, so master, we work hard all night and we haven't caught anything. So basically they're saying, Jesus, are you going to ask us to keep working again? To do this again? I mean, we work hard, really hard all night. And we clean our nets and we're ready to go home. I, I miss my kids. But because you said so, I will let down the nets. Now this is a very key moment. This is the time when Peter turned around. This, is, this, this, was, this was challenging for Peter because Peter, you know, Peter's dead, ready to go home. And there's people looking at him. And they're going to be like, what is he, this guy doing, like, fishing here on the shore? I mean, don't you know, it's at night. And, and he, you know, he's a professional fisherman, so there, there's different things that are on the line here. One is his reputation. Because, you know, like, what is this guy doing? The other thing is, like, he, he really wants to go home. But Jesus asked him to trust him. And to do something that he has done thousands of times. Just in a different way. Something that he, you know, he, he, he's a professional fisherman. He knows how to do it. He knows when to cast the fish. Jesus asked him to do it in a different way. So what do you guys think he did? But because you said so, it will let, I will let down the net. You know, because he said so, the heavens were created. Because he said so, the words, the, the light was created. Because of he said so, because of his word, thousands and probably millions of people have changed. Because of, because of he said so, because, because of his words, people have changed. People, you know, lives have changed. Empires have you know, fallen. And so this is powerful. But because you said so, I will let down the net. So this is the time when Peter... Is trusting God to do something that He's done several times, He's done thousands of, thousands of times, and He's going to do it in a different way. He's going to try Jesus' way. Now, I know that you and I are challenged with this in our lives. That we do things in our life that, you know, we do thousands of times and sometimes that don't work. Maybe you, you, you know, your relationships. And you have tried this thousands of, maybe not thousands of times, but you have tried this several times, and it doesn't work. But then you try it Jesus' way, and for some reason it works. Maybe, maybe, you know, you're trying to figure out your finances, and you're like, man, I don't, you know, I don't have enough money, but then you start giving, and all of a sudden you see that, man, I have more money. How is this possible? Maybe you're, you're with your business, or maybe with your family. And you've tried several times and tried to figure out your own way, but then 
you try it Jesus' way, and things change. And I was thinking about this last night because I remember, and I, and I know some of you know, you know, many of you know the story. Um, there was a time when I was really going through really hard, uh, hard financial times. And I, really, I was in debt. I, I probably owed like $6,000 in credit cards. And my car wasn't paid. And, and I was working like part-time. It was horrible. So I was like, I have no idea. How am I going to get out of this? I, I'm, I don't see the way. I have no idea. I mean, there's no possible way. So we're at, at the park with the church on Sunday. You know, and it's contribution time. And, and I remember just, just looking in my pockets and, and I have $15. Now this, was, this, is all I, this is all I had. That's all, I, that's, all, that's all the money I had. And I was just, I was just faced with this situation. <sighs> Do I keep doing things my own way or, or should I trust God? Can I let down the net? So I remember just pulling my, you know, $15. I think I closed my eyes and <laughs> just let it go. You know, and it felt really good. It felt really, you know, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to eat tonight. But I felt full inside. I just felt like, you know what, I'm trusting God. The next Tuesday, two days later, two days later, uh, I found $40,000 in gold coins. And $20,000 in cash. There were like 30 gold coins and there's some platinum coins. I mean, I, I didn't know what platinum was at the time. But apparently it's really expensive. Each coin was like $2,000. So the total was like $60,000. It was the day of my birthday, the day where I was supposed to be. I mean, I was like, what is going And I'm not going to tell you all the details. But I did ask advice, and I talked to people, you know, I didn't take this, and, uh, you know, it was, we figured it out, and, you know, I gave some money to the church, I quit my job, and I was able to pay my dad, I helped people, I gave people, you know, and I was just, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, just because that small thing that I did in trusting God, he turned it around. And he blessed me in a way that I did not ever expect it or imagine. And after that, you know, I was able to get a better job, and it was just, it was just an incredible time. But, and, I, and I just think about, there's different times when we make these decisions. When Jesus says, hey, just, just trust me. Just, just follow me. I'm, I know you've done that several times. I know, you, I know you try it, but just try it my way. And I know that there's things in your life right now that you need to make a decision on. That there's things that, that God is calling you to, hey, can you just trust me on this one? Can you just follow me? Don't, don't keep it. Stop doing it your way. Stop doing it my way. And it takes that little, small, little thing of time to change. Now, I can imagine of Jesus talking to Peter and being, Peter, let me show you what's going to happen if you make this decision. So he pulls down the curtains and he's like, you know, I'm going to show you the church that they're going to build in your name. Let me tell you that it's going to take him 118 years to build that church. That where they're, they're going to bury you on it and it's in your honor because of all the things you're doing. 
Peter, would you go fishing with me? I can imagine Peter's like, whoa, if, get the boat, take it, take it. Take everything. Because sometimes we, we just don't see what's ahead if we make those decisions. Sometimes you can be missing out really big things because you don't decide to follow. And you don't decide to trust that God's going to take care of you. Next scripture, please. So when they had done so, so they actually did it. So they actually went and said, okay, see, this is about doing. It's not necessarily about, oh, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm thinking, maybe I'll do it later. No, but he actually made a decision. And he said, I'm going to do it. So when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So this is a miracle. These guys were fishing all night, nothing happened, and then Jesus said, just do it my way. The net began to break. I, mean, I was thinking, like, how many fish were there? There are probably a lot. They actually, so they signaled their, par- their, their partners and the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat, boat boats so full that they began to sink. And just imagine this. It's like, oh my goodness, come on, bring them all in. We don't have enough hands. And you know, some, some three interest. And I was thinking, Jesus was in the boat. Jesus was there probably helping them. Okay, let's bring him in, Peter. Thank you. Because you trusted me. I'm going to change your life. I'm going to bless you like you've never been blessed before. Peter, you, you, because you trusted me, your life from now on is going to be way different. So I can imagine Jesus you know, helping them and, and Peter saying, Jesus, I mean, two times more like this and we can retire. We're done. Well, then we start thinking, you know, why don't we just, you know, what are we going to sell them? You know, how much are we going to give them? Oh, hey, Jesus, actually, I have an idea. Why don't we feed 5,000 people? That's an idea, right? Why don't we feed 5,000 people? He did it later without his help. So they filled both boats. So when Simon Peter saw this, he didn't say that. He didn't say, you know, let's retire. He said, he fell at Jesus' knees. And said, and said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. So what a response. Peter, at that moment, realized who he was. He, he, he was in front of his Savior. He was in front of God. And his eyes opened and he said, oh my. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Go, get away from me. I don't deserve this. You don't know what I did this morning. You don't know how I treat my, my family. You don't know how I treat my kids. You don't know the things that I have done. Please go away from me because I can't stand it. You, this has so many blessings. I, I can't receive that. I'm sorry. You know, there's so much power when we get to that point. When we get to that point that we realize that we're in front of God and that He it's willing to bless us. I, I remember my first reaction, you know, after you know, understanding that he died for me, I was like, oh my goodness, how terrible I am. What, what did I do? I am willing to just, what do I do, Jesus? That, that, was, that was the moment for me when I realized Jesus, you know, gave his life for me. That was the moment I was like, I'm going to be a disciple the rest of my life. I'm going to do whatever he asked me to do. 
And so far, I'm here. Amen. But when we get to that point, when we get to the point of just being in front of God, when you know that you realize who you are in front of God, you, you probably will react like Peter. Jesus just, I don't deserve this. Please get away from me. Now, what's next is pretty encouraging. Next scripture, please. For he and he all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John and the son of Zebedee, Simon's partner. So there's more people here. They're, they're all amazed. They're like, oh my goodness, we've never seen anything like this. I don't know if you've ever gone fishing and, and got something pretty big. Anybody? Kind of? What's the biggest? Like this? Okay. That's not that, that's not that big. Now, I went fishing uh, probably like two years ago with Ariel, actually one of my, my fisher, fishing partners. And... Um, we went deep sea fishing. And, you know, we went actually in the morning, like really early in the morning, and you pay like 45 bucks, and like they give you, the, you know, we went to Catalina Island, and, and we were going for Yellowtail. If you know what that is, you can make sushi with that. Yellowtail, I was like, that's what we were going for, but there was no Yellowtail that day. So there was this other fish that is called Bonita. Bonita. And, and it, they're, they're pretty big. So, you know, we're fishing, and, and I got one. And it was probably like this big. So, I mean, I see, I see it coming, and I'm like, put it in, and I'm like, yeah, come on, baby, let's go. And then I see a sea lion going after it. And I see a sea lion coming, and I was like, oh, no, come on. And the sea lion just, he got it. And he got it, but what happened is that the sea lion actually got caught on my hook. So now I have a sea lion. Come on, baby, let's go. So I had the sea lion for like, for like three minutes, and I'm just like fighting. I mean, these things are like three to four hundred pounds. And I remember that my little kid, I'm like, yeah, go on. <laughs> All of a sudden, just, you know, the line broke. I was like, I almost, I almost got it here. <laughs> but you know that, I mean, I, I tell the story, and I, I get excited, and I'm like, man, that's like the best fishing story ever. So I can think of Peter saying, you know what, from that moment on, when he caught all those fish, that was the moment where he will always remember. He will always remember what God did for him. Not just the fish, but just the miracle that God did. Peter will always remember, you know what, God did that. He will tell his friends, you don't even imagine. There were so many fish we couldn't put them in. The boats were sinking. It was awesome. Now I know that we have... Stories like that. I know that you and I have stories like that, but we remember, you know what, when God did it, it was so amazing. That's because I'm here. That's the reason why I'm still here. And that's something good to remember. Next, next slide. So then Jesus said, said to Simon, don't be afraid. And, and the Greek actually for this war is, stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. From now on, you're not going to be afraid anymore. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up to the shore. They left everything and followed him. So Peter is there with the Savior. And this time, Jesus is saying, 
I'm here with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. From now on, your life is going to be different. From now on, your life, now you're going to be a fisher of men. I'm going to give you a promotion. You know, when you become a disciple, when you, when you kind of start to make that decision of following God, you get a promotion. Your life gets a better purpose. You just realize that on the spot, man, I was working, but now what am I going to do at work? How am I going to reach, reach out to people? Well, I'm a school. Well, I'm going to reach out to people at school. Your life just gets immediately, a, you know, a sense of a promotion. Spanish, you understood that. So, what happened after that? They pulled the boats to shore. They left everything and followed him. There's 5,000, 10,000, I don't know how many fish. They left that. He understood that now the things that were valuable for him, the things that he would work after and put a lot of effort to, those things were not as important anymore. And he was willing to leave everything. Now, with that story, I think we can relate a little more. Right? Now we understand why he left. Now we understand when they call him, it's like, sure, I'll follow you. We're going to have, you know, fish all the time. So I think that in this story, we can, we can see each other. We, we can see ourselves in some, some way or another. There's different stages that, you know, about following. Number one is sit and listen. You know, there's, there's people there, they're just, they're just sitting, they're just listening. They're listening to Jesus. And that's the first thing, and maybe you're here for the first time. Let me tell you that maybe you didn't know, but today you made a step. To follow Jesus. Because you're here, and you're sitting, and you're listening. And, and you have to figure out what's the next step. What's the next step? What is it that I need to do? You know, for you, if you're here, the only thing you need to do is just come back next week. Don't talk to anybody. Don't give money. Don't sing if you don't want to. Just sit and listen. Just sit. Just, you know, maybe if you want, you want to start, you know, taking some notes if you want, or... Whatever, but just, just, just come back. Just, just start getting, because our faith is actually built by listening, by, by hearing the Word of God. The, you know, the Bible says that, um, that, if, that the Word of God will never come back empty. If it goes out, it will never come back empty. So if you're here and you're listening, something's going to start happening in your heart. And like the people around you, you're going to start changing. So just come back next week. Oh, that's in Spanish. I changed it this morning, so. So, presten el barco. Just lend him the boat. Now, now this takes a little more inconvenience, right? Because now, okay, now I have to do something. Now I have to let Jesus, okay, sure, I'll let you, I'll let you borrow my boat. Now, now this for you, maybe you've been coming here, and, and you know, you've been, you've been, you know, been consistent, you've been coming every... Every Sunday, and, but maybe you've been hearing about, oh, there's Bible talks that happen on Wednesday. Now, for you, you're going to have to be a little inconvenienced. You're going to have to make a decision, you know what, I'm going to let you borrow my boat. I'm going to be a little inconvenienced here, I'm gonna, but I'm, I'm going to do it. So for you, maybe the next step for you is, you know, to start connecting on a Bible talk, or, or a family group, whatever, you know, 
the people, you know, talk to the people, hey, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to ask some questions and I need answers. So for you, maybe it's just like just being willing to show up to this event and, you know, keep coming to church. Maybe start reading your Bible. You know, maybe buy a Bible. And not too expensive. Buy it online. It's free, actually. It's not, you know, it's not going to cost you much. But maybe you can start reading the New Testament. Maybe you start, you know, and you, you don't have to change. Again, you don't have to do it. You start reading it. Because you don't read things because they're inspired. I mean, we read things because we want to read things, right? You know, so maybe you don't believe that the word, you know, the Bible is inspired, so it's fine. You don't have to believe that. It's totally fine. But you start reading it. And maybe, maybe, maybe you will start changing. So, try to do that. Number three. Now, this is a different level. And now, now you're a little more invested. Now you're saying, okay, Jesus, I, I am willing to do that thing that I've, been, that I've been doing thousands of times. I'm going to try it your way. And, and I know that we're here and, and all of us have something that we know that we need to try Jesus' way. That you've been thinking about it, that there's, it's been in your mind, and when you're here, you listen to it, and you're like, I should change that, I should do that, but you don't do it. So maybe for you, the next step is be willing to go fishing. Be willing to let God and do things God's way. To be, to, you know, okay, I'm going to try my finances in God's way. And, and it's either going to be in relationships, and finances, or with your profession. It's one of those things that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be tested with. One of those things that you're going to have to, you know, big things you're going to have to change. And maybe you're going to have to start doing your family in a different way. And maybe you're going to have to start leading your family in a different way. Or maybe it's the work. You know what? Okay, I'm, I'm need to, I need to be different. Or I need to be an example. I, you know, I, just, I probably shouldn't be saying all these bad words. I probably should not be stealing. or You know, whatever is in your heart. Or maybe it's with your finances. Maybe I just need to start being a little... I'll start giving a little more. You're going to be tested with these things. And the idea is that you don't know... You don't know what you could be missing. If you're willing... To let, to do things Jesus' way. You, don't, you have no idea. You know, I, I know, I was thinking last night and I was reflecting in different times in my life when I, have, when I have said, I am glad I did not do that. I am glad I actually did that Jesus' way. I'm glad I actually listened because I, I cannot imagine how my life will be like. If I would have made a decision to become a Christian, I have no idea. I definitely would have met my wife. And, you know, I'll probably not be married here. I'll probably have a couple kids. I'm, pro- I'm sure I'll probably not be married. And my finances, I'm sure, will be really bad. And I just think about, oh my goodness, that decision that I made that day changed my whole life. So now you have the opportunity, that, that thing that is in your heart, and I don't have to tell you what it is because you know what you need to change. You know what it is. You know in your heart, well, I, I, I probably need to change that. That's what you need to do. And the last one, last one is leave your net. Now, this is basically saying, Jesus, I'm going to stop playing around. I'm going to stop playing around with Christianity. I'm going to stop playing around that I'm a Christian. I'm going to completely leave everything behind. Everything behind. 
that the, the most important thing for me right now is being close to you. You know, that the, in, in the Old Testament, uh, people actually have to, you know, the, if you were a rabbi and you have somebody following you, it was an honor for those kids that were following if they, were got, you know, they got covered in dust from the sandals of the master. That because they were cl- you know, following so close that you know, dust were, it was on top of them and they, and they felt like, man, this is a blessing. When you are following God that close, you feel blessed. See, there's nothing else that really matters. Finances, amen, that's, that, that's, that's, on, that's behind but the most important thing is your relationship with God. So, can we relate with that? Some, you know, some of you, I think, you know, we're in different stages. And, and the thing is that you don't want to miss the next step. You need to decide what, what is the thing that I need to change. Actually, if you're taking notes, I want you to write it down. What is that, what is that thing that is in my mind that I know I need to change? What is something that I've been doing thousands of times and that I now need to try Jesus' way? What is that thing that I need to change? And the next step is do it. It's take that step. It's be willing to say, Jesus, I am going to follow you. I am going to go after you. So, are you following? Are you, are you getting close to God? You're doing it his way. But you're not. If you're not, you have the chance today to change that. Today you can, you can take that step. And please, with a, you know, really do it. Please do it. It will change your life. You cannot imagine all the things that God would do. Just think about Peter. If he was not willing to leave his nets behind, he would probably still be fishing. He would probably, you know... He have a life that was not as fulfilling as he was. He'll probably be dead by now. But he was willing to leave everything behind. He said, this thing that I have is really, it's really not important. See, all, all those things that I've been able to you know, feed my family, I, I'm just going to trust that God is going to take care of me. So, are you following? Are you following God? Thank you very much. Uh, next week we're going to continue with the, you know, with the series. So show up. For some of you, you just need to come. For some of you, you know, you have to take that step. Hope to see you here next week. Thank you very much.